0: Amen. Going to Daniel the twelfth chapter, reading the fourth verse, one verse, and it reads, "But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the times of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased." Want to focus on that that clause? Knowledge shall be increased. And also we see that scripture uh, in Timothy where Paul is talking to Timothy and telling him that at the end times, uh, uh, just before Jesus return, there will be an increase in knowledge. Uh, Tonight I'm speaking on the signs of the time, the increase in knowledge. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy Father, we think it because you are knowledge. You are our all. You are he that knows everything. You are the God that sees everything. And Father, I pray tonight that I decrease. While you increase, God, I pray that the words that are heard from my mouth come from the throne of grace. Father, open up our understanding. Help us to understand the signs of the time so that we will be prepared, God, to go forth as a trumpet and tell the people that Jesus is soon to return. Tell them that they have a God that cares for them and loves them, and they too can be saved. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you don't know it, we are living in a time that points to end time events. And many of you can look around now and see how fast. Technology is advancing. Technology is advancing faster uh, than any time in history. And some of you on the line tonight may remember that on August the 8th, just three months ago, I shared with you how God showed me uh, some of the things that were going to happen before he returned. And and, and if you remember, uh, you may have heard me as I begin to quote this scripture, uh, which is Revelation nine and six. And and, and it reads, in those days uh, shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee them. I shared with you that there is going to be a time that mankind will again be able to live. For hundreds of years. I, I know it may sound like it's far fetched, but we know that in Genesis, the Bible lets us know that they live as, as I believe 900 years old, Methuselah was. So they year, live for hundreds of years. And, and, and so the time is coming because the Bible said, just like in the time of Noah, the same thing is going to happen. And, and so I share with you as the Lord began to show me some things, how is this going to happen? He showed me that they were going to develop some type of technology uh, that will cause. Cause man, to have an opportunity to live a long time. Now, soon after I share with you the vision the Lord has given me, I read uh, in, in the paper this groundbreaking. Uh, technology about a skin patch. Many of you heard about the skin patch, the size of a penny uh, that can regrow organs. It can regrow organs and restore brain function and heal wounds by injecting a genetic code into a damaged area. That was in August. That was in August. Uh, But at that time, it had not been tested on human beings. At the time uh, that I showed you that and I thought about that and experiments had not begun. But as of this week, as I began to study and read, I saw that the experiment has begun. On Monday, this past Monday, scientists made their first attempt ever at gene editing. Now, notice gene editing, as I said, is a procedure that will... Uh, cause your genes and your body to repair parts of your body that is ill and so on this Monday a 44 year old California man he had uh, intravenously uh, received in his vein millions of copies of a corrective gene and a genetic tube to cut his DNA into a precise spot. Now, could you imagine that you send in billions of genes and then they go to the spot that need to be healed and start to repair? Now, as I begin to read, it said the doctor said that they would cut the DNA, open it up. Insert a gene, stitch it back up. It said it's invisible. It's an invisible mending, I uh, said the president of the California company. And she said this testing uh, is, is therapy. We're testing this because we want to see people repaired. We want to see people healed. And she said they became it becomes part is once as they put this gene in your body, once they put this new DNA in your body, it said this DNA is going to be there for the rest of your life. They cannot alter it, but but listen. Then they goes on to say that also this means that there's no way, no way to to erase the mistake or edit it once it happened. And you wonder how in, in, in Revelation, when the Bible begin to describe the creatures that's going to walk the earth, uh, the Bible says that at that time they're going to have certain creatures walking the earth, some of them having the head of a man and the body of an animal, a horse. Uh, and also, not only have I read about this, but I read that they already started doing this type of thing, mixing human DNA with animal DNA. I'll tell you, these are the signs of the time. I was concerned. I was concerned when I read it because I was listening to a speaker at the Carnegie Council for Ethics and in International Affairs. Someone probably say she listened to that. Yes, I do. I was listening to the speaker. And I believe that was just a few months ago at the County Council of Ethical International Fair, the speech. And uh, he addressed this very thing. He addressed the fact that knowledge is increasing. He addressed the fact that there is going to be a time when they're going to alter DNA to the point that they're going to create a society of superhuman beings, super intelligent beings. Uh, in his book called Homo Deus, it's called Homo Deus, H O M dea And if you have a chance, look at that book by Professor Harari. He writes about a data centric world where computers, a word, world, he said, where computers and robots and artificial intelligence is going to reign supreme. This is what this man spoke about at the Carnegie Council of Ethics and International Affairs this professor Harari, he began to argue that the principles that have organized society will undergo a huge shift in the 21st century and we're in the 21st century. Now he said there's going to be a shift, a huge shift. He said this shift will come with major consequences. Oh my God, major consequences for life as we know it now. He said so far, the things that have shaped our society uh, have been a combination of religious rules. In other words, we had religion that helped shape our society, even in this country on the money that we use, we have in God we trust. He said we have that religion. And he said, and also we talk about having a good life uh, and, and having more good earthly goal. But then he goes on to say, but well, it's getting time now that people are not just concerned of having a good life in religion and, and trying to get well and trying to, to defeat hunger, cure hunger and war, wars that's going on. He said, now the 21st century is here. And he said, we have organized uh, now and we try to meet the basic needs. We've done that, such as being happy. We've tried to meet those needs, being healthy and, and control of the environment around us. Now, uh, this professor Harari says that human are striving for the bliss. They're striving for immortality in the 21st century. They're looking for immortality. That's why I'm concerned and and divinity. No longer are they looking to God, but they want to make themselves divine. They want to make themselves live forever. Then he goes on and he foresees, as he's speaking to this international group, a, a potential future, he says, where a small number of elite upgrade themselves uh through biotechnology. That's what they're doing now. He spoke this even before it happened on this Monday. He said they're going to upgrade themselves through technology and genetic engineering, leaving the masses behind, people they call us the masses, and creating a God-like species of people. People that are intelligent, People who have all of the knowledge because they created them and they engineered them with a biochip. And, and then in the final section of his book, Harari, Harari he talks about a religion called dataism, even started a religion behind knowledge. The Bible said the time knowledge. He talked about there may be a religion called dataism in which the greatest moral good is to increase the flow of information. So as a result of this technology, man's knowledge have grown. It has grown astronomically, astronomically. but God is also doing something new. He, he's revealing the word of God like never before on a scale that is difficult to even comprehend fully. God is not going to allow the enemy to come and outshine Oh, the almighty. He's not going to cause the enemy to come and do far and exceedingly because God is almighty God. See, knowledge is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have. In fact, I'm so thankful for knowledge because I educated myself and I'm thankful for knowledge because it made life better for many of us, made life easier for many of us. I thank God for knowledge. He brought forth new methods and new instruments that enable us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ more effectively and to reach more people as ever before because of knowledge. But knowledge alone is not enough for knowledge to be good. We must be able to use knowledge with wisdom. It's been said that knowledge comes from what we have studied, but wisdom comes from how to use our knowledge. It's wisdom. You can have knowledge, but if you don't know how to use it in a way that's going to be effective to improve a person's life, then you don't have wisdom for knowledge to be useful. Wisdom must be applied. Yes, they're uh, going in. now. Yeah, they're learning how to correct DNA. They're instrumenting uh, and, and introducing different things in people's body that will cause their body not to be sick. But do they have the wisdom? What will come of it if they don't have the wisdom of God? The problem is that most of the world uh, uses its knowledge based upon their own wisdom or the wisdom of the world. And they don't include God in it. The problem that men think that he is as good or better than God. Uh, when they feel like they can create something, when they feel like they can create life without God into intervening, then they think that they are God. And some of them, the reason why they're not successful uh, in doing things the right way is because they don't even believe that there is a supreme God at all. Proverbs 9 and 10 says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not talking about being scared of God. It's saying that you have to reverence God. Even the Apostle Paul warned Timothy. He said in the last days, knowledge would be ever increasing. But that man would never be able to find the truth because he refused to believe in the source of all truth and the source of all truth is God. Jesus said that he is the truth and the life and the way. And if mankind won't accept that Jesus is the truth, then that God is our creator. He's a loss. God is the source of all knowledge and wisdom. Then how can mankind ever use what he has learned wisely? Second, Timothy, Timothy three and seven says every. We are ever learning. We're always learning. We see this day in and day out in technology and knowledge is increasing. We're ever learning and we're never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. What the truth of God, even in the beginning in Genesis, the first man, the first woman created Adam and Eve. As we look at that, they're prime examples of this. Satan tempted them. His temptation was too much. Why Why was it too much? Because they desired to be like a God. They wanted to know. They wanted wisdom. They wanted to know the things that God knew. And because they wanted to know uh, what God knew, because they wanted this desire to have the knowledge of God, it cost them everything. It cost them sin in this world. And because of that, we are now fighting sin. Some knowledge is not good. Some knowledge is not always a good thing. Sometimes it can be even more a dangerous thing than a good thing. For them to know how to create a human being without God, it's not a good thing. For them to know how to go in and slice a gene, to turn someone's personality a different way, to cause someone to look a different way. If they can do that to make you, beautify you, they could also do that to create a monster. What is it that makes knowledge worth knowing? It's knowing the source of the knowledge. It's knowing who our Lord and our Savior is. It doesn't pay to have all the knowledge of the universe and not know who Jesus is. When we come to know the Lord, the knowledge that we attain has a deeper meaning than ever before. With knowledge, we gain the wisdom and how to use it through the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. One of the things that we learn in the School of Miracles is that you must have knowledge. You must have knowledge of God to even know how to go forth in signs and wonders. And how do you know that? You know that by being able to hear from God, receive from God. And you cannot hear from God and receive from God if you're not born again, baptizing his Holy Spirit, living a holy life. But sometimes knowledge can be a wonderful thing. I want you to know more about my Lord. When somebody say, I want to know more about love. That's a wonderful thing. When you want to know more about the word of God, that's a wonderful thing. When you want to know more about the Jesus Christ, his ways, how to win souls. That's a wonderful thing. But I must first know him as my Lord and my Savior. And then the knowledge that we receive will be a blessing and not a curse. James 1 and 5 say, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask God. They give it to all men liberally, unbraided not, and it should be given him. It is good to seek knowledge, but don't forget to ask God for the wisdom to use the knowledge that you get. Yes, these are the signs of the times. Yes, man, knowledge is increasing. Increasing to the fact that we can send planes in the air. We can send ships out into space. We can fly. We can run. We can do all these wonderful things. And now it's coming to a fact that we have technology that's going to be able to heal cancer. Technology that's going to be able to cause sick people to be healed. Blind eyes to open. Technology that can create life. Uh, even they say without God, but I tell you, without God, whatever they created is not going to be holy. We are holy people tonight and God would give us the knowledge. Knowledge is good. The knowledge of God. Knowledge is good because it helps us to know who he is. It helps us to serve him. It helps us to understand the word of God in the Bible. It helps us to live and not die. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man shall see me except they come through me. And his name is Jesus. Yes, knowledge is increasing. And these things are happening. But when they come to the point that they come to you and say, you know, I have a chip that can cause you to live for a of years. I have a chip that every time anything happens to you, it goes in and create a new part of your body. Notice something is attached to that. For the Bible say that I am the Lord God that healeth. It is not the chip, but it's the chip that has the mark of the beast. And so I say to you tonight, whatever you do, get an understanding, even with your knowledge, get an understanding. Because as these signs of the time come forth, and even this week, they're able to manipulate DNA. Some of you remember when I said that those people who are asking you to send your DNA off, say we want to find out who your heritage is off. We want to find out where your roots from, where you're from Germany, whether you're from Sweden, whether you're from Africa, send in your DNA, send it in. But in the fine print it says, once you send that DNA in, they own it. They own you and they can manipulate and create with your DNA. We have a creator above all creators. And his name is Jesus. Whatever you do, continue to hold on to the name of Jesus. Whatever religion come, and even this religion he's calling dataism. My God, the devil is alive. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, the day, and forevermore is my Lord and my Savior. And I pray that he's your Lord and Savior too. God bless you. These are the signs of the times. I thank God for you on the line tonight I hope something was said and done tonight On this line to encourage you And to also keep you wise The Bible says that he will not allow anything to come upon us He will inform us of what's happening And he also tells us that the children in the world Are sometimes wiser than us Because some of us seem to be Not knowing what's going on But in order to survive We have to know what the world is doing so we can pray and fight. If you want to know what your enemy is doing, study your enemy ways. And when the war break out, which is already broken out, you can be victorious. Why? Because we already win and we have Jesus on our side. God bless you. We're going now.